Well, hello and welcome to our carol service 2020. If you're in here with us today, tonight, it's great to see you and welcome to you. If you're at home watching this on our live stream, welcome to you. And if you're watching this after the event, a welcome to you as well. You're all very welcome here this, this day. My name is Chris Goswami. I'm the Associate Minister of Lynn Baptist Church. And um, I was thinking earlier, we're constantly reminded, aren't we, that we're living in the strangest of times. Uh, normally, this place would be packed uh, wall to wall, and we'd all be singing, and after the service, we'd have a drink together. And those things can't happen this year. And uh, also, the news of last night has caused us some disappointment, hasn't it? It's caused me disappointment, and I'm sure it's caused many of you disappointment too. But as a people of faith, we choose what to focus on. We can choose to focus on bad news and what we can't do, or we can choose instead to focus on the astonishingly wonderful news of Christmas, the astonishing news that God loves you, the, the, the amazing, un, unbelievable news that God, 2,000 years ago, was born in poverty in a backstreet birth in the Middle East only because he loved you. That's the only reason. And tonight we choose to focus on that as a people of God. These things that have happened cannot be cancelled. They've already happened. They're not subject to lockdowns or restrictions. God has already he's shown his love for you. So let's just pray as we begin our service together tonight. Lord Holy Spirit, Come into our hearts today as we gather to retell this story, your story. Tonight, as a people of light, we choose to focus on the light. We choose to focus together on the event, that single event that changed the course of our universe. We gather here together to remember and to celebrate your indescribable gift to us. Amen. So come now as we... Uh, remember together the song that the angels sung. Come now as a people of light to remember that, to see that light that the darkness cannot overcome, to listen again to the familiar readings and to hear again that most wonderful of stories. Once in
This is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of Most High. The Lord God will give him the, the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. 
and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her, her firstborn, Aston. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in the manger, because there was no guest room available for them. So we're very much in a time where things are happening which we don't understand. So let's take a few minutes now to bring those before God. Uh, we'll have some times of silence where you can bring your own names and people's situations you know before God. And if you're at home, please do join us in this time of prayer. Let's pray. Loving God, at this time of crisis, when so many are suffering... We pray for our nation and our world. Give our leaders wisdom, our essential workers strength. Give your people hope. Lead us through these parched and difficult days to the fresh springs of joy and comfort that we find in this story that we tell tonight of Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Amen. Let's remember then in time, in a brief silence, those, first of all, in need because they're sick, physically sick or mentally sick, or those who are elderly, isolated and vulnerable. We ask, Lord, in your loving kindness, they might know your sustaining presence. We pray for those, Lord, who are stretched beyond their capacity to cope right now. Lord, we pray that they somehow could remain hopeful we pray for those, Lord, who are particularly vulnerable or isolated, praying for their protection and comfort. So let's hold before God these people and those who care for them. Bring their names before God in a brief silence. And we pray for those, Lord, who have to take decisions, make judgment calls in these hard times for our national, local and international government. We pray for those who are in positions of authority with responsibility for incredibly hard decisions. We ask, Lord, that you would give wisdom that they, current, that they don't have, that you'd give them judgment, Lord, that they find lacking. Let's think of our leaders, local, national, international, and bring them before God at this time. And then thirdly, let's bring before God our own family and friends and loved ones those we can see this Christmas and those we cannot see this Christmas. Lord, we lift before you those we have in our hearts right now, praying for their health, their well-being and their sense of hope in these difficult days. 
We pray, Lord, that even when loved ones cannot physically be together, that they would not feel apart. Well, Lord, we ask your help in communicating our love for them. Let's bring to God our families and those closest to us. Advent, God, we worship you, the God who comes. You are not remote from this world that you have made, but each day you come to us, blessing us with your presence. You came in creation itself as your spirit moved over the waters of chaos. You came in the babe Jesus Christ, made flesh in our world of weakness and need. You came in power to raise him from death, a mighty promise for all creation. And each day you come by your spirit, gently and powerfully working in the lives of men and women. At the end of time, you will come again, in power, in righteousness, in mercy, in love. Grant us the grace to be ready for your coming. And as we wait, Lord, help us to be your presence in this world, your hands and your feet day by day. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Joy to taken from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 to 15. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, 
he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, but this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, and he found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they'd heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they'd seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Many things in life start off really small. I don't know if you can see that from where you're sat this evening or if you're at home watching on that, but that is a conquer. And I think it's probably the last one that was on the church path. I found it just the other day. And you think a great big horse chestnut tree grows out of that. It's incredible how God does things, isn't it? Things that are inbuilt into creation where great big things grow out of something small. If you can think back to those days when you first started school, you may have been four or five. You go to school and you, you can probably speak, you, you can do a few things, but you, you can't read, you can't write. There's all kinds of stuff you haven't learned yet. You go through however many years of school, 10, 12 years, you come out the other end, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to forget those things that they put in your head during that time. We start with small things, and then out of those small things, bigger things grow. Christmas is the the time of year when all those expectations and hopes of Advent come to reality in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've been joining us over the period of Advent, you you may have remembered the readings we've had from the book of Numbers, the Psalms, prophet like Isaiah and Micah. But all these hopes, all these visions of the future are now all brought to fulfillment in Jesus Christ, who is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. All human life starts very small, doesn't it? If you look at a newborn baby, it's full of potential, but it's actually quite small. And so Jesus is born of Mary, the one who spoke the whole universe, the whole cosmos, everything into being. Just think about this for a moment. Is cared for by the one that he created. He humbles himself to such an extent 
where he has to be looked after by his mother. So all of God's promises, all the hopes of the angels are in the manger. Fragile, helpless, in need of nurture. A few decades later, the Apostle Paul will write to the church in Philippi about Jesus, saying he made himself nothing. He took the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And this is so often the way of God, isn't it? So often the way of God. Things start small, and out of small things, great things then happen. It inverts the way of the world. You think about so often in our world, we like big beginnings, don't we? We like the grand entrance, the victory parades. We like coronations, inaugurations. We like to watch rockets that zoom off into the solar system. Yet when God arrives, when God comes to us in Christ Jesus, he starts off with the small beginning, almost hidden, almost invisible, just a small baby born to a woman, laid in a humble manger in swaddling clothes. But out of the vulnerability of God, out of this small beginning, Jesus will grow. And he will grow to be, first of all, a boy, then to be a man. He will take up all that ministry that the prophets had talked about. He will go around teaching people about the good news. He will perform amazing miracles, announcing that the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God is coming into people's hearts and lives, one heart at a time, one life at a time. He will call people to follow after him, to come in repentance and faith, to put away that that stuff of our own making, those things that we would want to do, and to come after God's best for us. Thirty or so years later, the one who is born and laid in a manger will find himself crucified on the cross like the one that is behind me at the moment, taking the sins of the world, the things that me and you do that put us at rebellion against God. The birth that starts in humility, the life that starts there, seemingly ends in a death of agony. But that isn't the end. There is hope beyond, isn't there? But again, God inverts the ways of this world. Even at the resurrection, when Jesus rises from the tomb, he doesn't do so in a way that has trumpets and a huge procession out. Just in a garden with a few women and a few scared disciples. But God is at work. The things that sometimes look like they start small is actually where God will do the most amazing things. Let's just bring it into our day, our time, our life. As we've already heard this evening, we are living in difficult times, unusual times. We're battling with a pandemic that still shows no signs of ending. We're battling with rule changes and um, regulations. And sometimes we can feel, if we're honest, a bit hopeless, can't we? We don't quite know what is going on. But the good news is this evening is God has it all under his sovereignty. God knows exactly what is going on. And in Christ, we find hope that isn't dependent on the next Downing Street press conference. We find hope that isn't dependent on what we can do this Christmas. But is about something that has already happened, that Jesus has been born that the song of the angels has been sung, that we can have hope that lasts for this life. But not only that, we can have hope of eternal life with Jesus. 
The one thing that Jesus always does in his ministry is call people to follow him. He calls first disciples on the Sea of Galilee, and he calls each of us now just simply to come after him, to follow him, to do the things we see him doing. But he calls us to do that humbly, just as he came humbly, to follow that example. We don't deserve the love of God. We can't earn the love of God. We can't earn the grace of God. We can't earn our forgiveness. It's all done for us by Jesus. And he invites us today to walk into that hope, whether it's for the first time, the hundredth time, the five hundredth time, and to keep going, to keep going in the hope that is born at Christmas, the hope that is born as God takes our frailty and comes as one of us to save us, to rescue us, and to make us friends with him. Will we find hope in that message again this evening? Let's pray. Lord, you invite us to be part of this amazing good news story. We're just amazed that you came as a baby. We hear these words probably every year, but we just again come in awe at all that you have done. And so, Lord, however we're feeling tonight, would you just bathe our lives with the hope of your gospel? We thank you that you have not only come, but that you are returning. We thank you that you have the whole of the world in your hands. So we pray that we may know something of the joy of the angels, the hope of the shepherds, the mystery of what it meant that you came amongst us. And we ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. The reading is taken from John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, the world that it recognised him. He came to his own people, and even when they rejected him, to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave them right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or pain, but a birth that comes from God. The Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory the glory of the Father's one and only Son. You 
stepped down from heaven, humbly you came, God of all creation, here with us. In a starlit sing praises ring to the newborn king peace on earth here with us joy awakening at your feet we fall angels sing praises ring to the newborn king peace on earth here with us joy awakening at your feet we fall
we've come to the end of our time together, our carol service for 2020. I do hope you've enjoyed that, found it reflective and thoughtful and musical as well. And if you have enjoyed it, there's more. Um, so in case you haven't discovered it on our YouTube channel, we'll be streaming on Christmas Eve at 11.45 with a late night communion and welcome to, welcoming in Christmas Day. We'll also be streaming on Christmas Day at 10 a.m. and on New Year's Eve at 11.30 p.m. So you can find all those on our YouTube channel. And also, something a little bit different if you haven't discovered it yet, each day during Advent, we've had a, a short reading, uh, a reading and a reflection and a prayer on our YouTube channel. It's only five minutes. Um, it's thoughtful, it's done by different people, it's some, some of the voices you'll know, but some of those voices are new. So I think today's Advent Reflection is by Chloe Clark, our youth leader here at Lynn Baptist Church. So have a look at those, they may just help you in your quiet times as we lead up to Christmas Day. And then last of all, our Christmas offering this year, so over our Christmas services... Uh, all money that's given will be divided between these two charities, Room at the Inn Homeless Shelter in Warrington and the Dreamland Mission Hospital in Kenya. So Room at the Inn and Dreamland. So if you're here tonight, you could uh, make a contribution in the plate on the way out. And if you're at home watching this, you can give to these charities at limbaptistchurch.com forward slash giving. limbaptistchurch.com forward slash giving. All money given will be divided between those two charities. But as we end tonight, let's end with a prayer before we go home. And so lastly, may the gift of the angels, that gift of peace to people on earth, be yours in your heart and your home this Christmas. May the joy of the shepherds lift your spirit and your, heart and your hearts in your homes this Christmas and New Year. And may the light of Christ, shining in the darkness, the light that the darkness has never overcome, Give your heart and minds joy and peace in the name of him who came to be one of us, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and good night.